Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlos. I'm Kelly. Good morning. I'm Karen. Gonna start off with show notes. Sure. Okay. So we have our evening with medium events coming up on December 13th, which we have said is already sold out. Thanks to all of you. Mm-hmm. Um, please stay tuned. We will have our 2020 dates out in time for Christmas in case you're wanting to give those as gifts. Um, but you can anticipate April, August, and December like usual. Typically the last Friday of the month, unless it falls on a long weekend. And we know we do mid-December so that we don't interfere with your Christmas plans. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. Um, the very first show in a series of five is available on the website by sarlo.com. And the following four that go with it each month is available uh, on patreon.com. Good. And then if you are a part of Patreon uh, in our light roast or higher, you actually have access to both audio and video format in both of those podcast series. Mm which is exciting. It is super exciting. I love it. Okay. So last but not least, we also have gift cards um, or gift certificates available Mm -hmm. and personal sessions. If you want to book those, you can call us directly or you can submit a form through the website by sarlo.com. We personally respond to every single one of those. um, So you can reach us any way you feel most comfortable. Wonderful. Good. Yeah. Okay. We're into the show. Oh, no. I wanted to say to you guys, thank you very much for spending your time with us. Oh, yeah. I realize, or we both realize with busy lives, whether you're driving around in your car listening to us or laying in bed, and we hear that some of you start your day listening to us when you get up in the morning and you flip us on, and we get to be part of your morning routine, and some of you are saying you listen to us in the morning and when you go to bed at night. So however you're fitting us into your day, we're super happy that you are, and we wanted to say good morning or good night. Whichever one. One of our good friends listens to us while she's in the bath. In the bath? Yeah. I think that's great. (laughs) That's awesome. Because it's time to like just like unwind and chill and you physically can't move and do other things, you know? So it's just like it's focus. Well, I I like to listen to the shows on Saturdays when I'm cooking Mm -hmm. and doing my food prep for the week. I, I love listening to it when I'm in the kitchen doing other things. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this show is going to be about us. This is going to be, you're going to really, truly hang out with Kelly and I today because the whole point of this show is to let you into our world. We know we do on a regular basis, but this is going to be very much about our mirror touch synesthesia that you have a mom and um, her daughter that have the very same thing along with all these other gifts that we have. And what I did was, in preparing for today's show, was I separated into categories for you. Um, So we're going to talk about what it's like to have mirror touch synesthesia for alive, well, human beings. So, you know, you guys. (laughs) And then what it's like for us to have this for animals that are alive. What it's like for us to have this for um, dead people. And what it's like for us to have this with dead animals. Um, So that you can see how this plays out in our lives in all of these different categories and how we need you, how we need all of our people around us to help us figure out when we're feeling someone else's stuff or, or our own. So, Cal, this is the most organized I think I've ever seen you. Well, shit, you know. (laughs) It's about time. I ate chocolate. (laughs) Cool. Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. So it is in categories, and I've actually written different things down 
as I could think of things, but I'm trusting that you're going to jump in and do some things too. And I would imagine that the people that are listening to this for the first time are going to go, okay, what is mere touch synesthesia? What are they talking about? So we'll start with that. But for the people that listen to the show, hopefully what they can do and why we are doing this is so that they can be better listeners and enjoy the shows more so that they can identify it and go, oh, that's what they're talking about when they say they felt it. Oh, that's when they're saying that they knew the person hung themselves because they had pain in their neck. Oh, how does that work for an animal then? So this is to really share more. Okay. Yeah, so, I think I get a little bit like deer in the headlights when we talk about this because I think I can't really fully process what we do either. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you should put this into words. And it's like, Ugh. Oh, I'm so happy to hear you say that you brain fart when yeah. asked this because I always have. Mm-hmm. And I remember not wanting to be asked to be a public speaker because I didn't know how to say it. I know. It's like, I don't know. It just happens. Yes. And and that is exactly how I was, I was explaining it to people at the beginning. I'd say, I feel what you feel. And a lot of people would say, oh, yeah, yeah, I get that too. It's called empathy, Karen. And I'm like, no, no this is on a whole other level. Yeah. But I could see that they were dismissing me in those comments like, mm, you're just being like a little egocentric now. You yeah. just think you're special. And it's like, mm, no, I don't think it. It's just on a whole other level. Yeah. And I'm not trying to make myself a special person. But until you actually, I'll say, have science come in and give a diagnosis of it or a better explanation that people go, oh, okay, yeah, no, I don't have that. I just have empathy. And it's like, okay, now we're getting each other. Ish. (laughs) (laughs) And there's the deer in the headlight look again. Okay, so Cal, could you start first by just explaining to the people who've just tuned in for the very first time and they're not going to go back into the other 200 shows and they're just queuing in for the first time, listening to, well, what are they talking about? What is mirror touch? Why are they, what are they talking about? Sure. So let's start with that. Yeah, and I know I know you know I'm going to break this into two different pieces. So mere touch synesthesia means that you experience what another person is physically experiencing as you're witnessing them or as you are close to them. So for example, if you're on the same floor of the house but you can't see each other, you can still feel that someone might have stubbed their toe, right? Not just because you heard it, but because you know in your body because you're feeling that stubbed toe in your own foot. Okay. That makes sense. Well, I'm just going to slow that down a bit for the people that are hearing it for the first time. Do you mean that if I'm in the basement in the office and you're in the basement in the laundry room and we can't see each other through the wall, that if I stub my toe and say nothing, yep. that you would instantly feel the pain in another room yep. and then could walk in and say, did you hurt your foot, right foot? Big toe. Yes. Versus left foot, baby toe. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want people to really understand just how specific this is between left and right. Well, and those that's a different component. So you can have mere touch where if I'm facing you, if you stub your left toe, I feel it in my right toe. Yeah. Because 
our bodies are lined up together. Oh, I have a funny story about that. Go then, on. then you've got your cross-reference, right? <laughs> so if I feel it in your right, I've got to process it that it's in my right. Okay, so can I tell you? So this was happening to me in sessions, and I remember looking at the spirit guide and going, oh, oh, what the, what the hell is happening? <laughs> I was getting some things that were left to left and yeah. some things that were going left to right, and I remember having a temper tantrum with one of my spirit guides, and I went, what the fuck are you guys doing? Make up your mind. Mm-hmm. I can't keep switching. But the guides said that they don't have left and right. Okay. I, rem- I remember you saying that you came out of one session particularly frustrated with this, and the guides were like, I'm sorry, we're doing the best we can. We don't have left and right over here right. because it's energy. Right. Okay. So they had to figure out how to get, this is a whole other thing we're talking about now. Yeah. They had to get back into a physical form to have a left and right again, as opposed to just that little ball. Right? Okay. And somebody then might say, well, hold up a minute now. So we have the synesthesia occurring. Yeah. They've already hit pause like eight times. And then they have the spirit world coming in and giving them information. And so they're actually uh, saying that they could feel it with the synesthesia and get it right. And the spirit guides could get it opposite. And I'm going, yes, that's what I'm saying. So then I think it's probably important to point out that you can be a synesthete and have mere touch synesthesia without being able to talk to your guides, without the psychic portion of anything, right? This Mm -hmm. is just the physical sensations that we're talking about that mirror another's person, whether it's left, right, or right, left. Yes, and I think this is why we do these shows, because of the fact that we have so many layers of so many gifts Mm -hmm. that it makes for a far more interesting conversation. I think having synesthetes talking about it, two of us together, is on one level of interesting. Mm -hmm. And then I think when you layer all the other gifts on that, it just ups all of those different levels for people to go, oh my God, that's yeah. blowing my mind. Yeah, because like that's what a definition will tell you, right? That's what right. a scientific, that's as far as they've got definition will give you. And here, say that again. That's as far as science has got so far. So far. We'll just so far. <laughs> We're just saying so far because we really like it that science keeps catching up. But this is a show about the people that are way ahead, and we wait for them to catch up. So then the other aspect of what we have is there's no mirror involved. There's no presence of the person that needs to be in front of you or near you. So we can do a long-distance phone call with someone on Skype or FaceTime or just the telephone, and we can feel in our bodies exactly what they're experiencing in that moment, in the past, right? As well. And that that's not just mere touch. That is layering in all of the different psychic gifts to be able to feel what they feel. Yes. And so, future. Yeah. And I think it's important for people to know that because it's not mere touch. Although we say that in our consent process, it's it's a way, it's a word that science has given us to connect to people, but it doesn't actually encompass all of it. So do you ever feel like you're being from another planet? Yeah. Like, yeah, this body, like, I don't know. It's an interesting question to answer because I feel like my my brain can do so much more than my body can, and it feels frustrating to be in it. 
but then I can get outside of my own body to experience what someone else is going through. Mm. Is that alien? Is that human? Is that the full scope of what it means to be human and spiritual? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have the answers. Mm -hmm. I just know that sometimes it's fun and sometimes it's frustrating. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where my head goes to, right? Like I don't have words because Mm -hmm. sometimes it's great and sometimes it sucks. I remember being at um, a venue where there were maybe 60 people in the room and we were all at round tables having a lunch. It was a business meeting. And it was the first time that everyone or the conveners said, each person is expected to stand up, say your name, and quickly say in one minute or less some things about yourself or about your business. And I was like, a minute? minute. I'm Karen. (laughs) And I just was like... Where do I begin and where do I stop? And how does this not come across as being so egotistical to rhyme off a whole list of all of these things where people are just going to go, what? Yeah. And and it, because it's awkward because if if you're a financial investor, let's say you've got an easy one cocktail line, right? Like I'm so-and-so, I'm a financial investor at such and such a place. um, And I specialize in this, this type of investments. And it's just simple. And people are like, I can grasp at least four of those words. Yeah. Right. Then it's like you stand up and you, it sounds like we're just listing degrees or listing certificates. And people are like, you're overachieving, man. (laughs) And I also don't know what you've achieved in. What language are you speaking? (laughs) Yeah. And so you just kind of stand there and you're like, well, if you're going to push me into a one minute corner, I'll just tell you my name. Well, and you know what, Kelly? I found that what I did was um, I went to things that I thought people could associate to because people would come up to me afterwards and say things like, you should have said you're a medium. We would have got that. And it was like, Okay, but that would be the only thing I could say then because you're not really going to understand everything else. Yeah. And if you stand up and say something that you think people will connect to, like, I am a psychic, you get these rude comments of like, oh, I'll text you and I'll have you over for a house party. And you're like, that's not that's not what mm-hmm. that means. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not a dial psychic. I get it. I know you do. Yeah. So, okay, let's reel it back because you said you were organized. So- I am. Let's get, let's get into it. So let's start with humans. Sorry, did I interrupt you? No, I was just going to recap just that the the synesthesia is encompassing all the gifts that we've talked about in all of our previous shows that we layered in. And there really isn't any separating it at this point. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the first category then, Kel, why don't we start with humans that are alive? And I'm going to ask you some questions. So first of all, what types of places do you feel synesthesia? So if you're at the grocery store. All of them. Okay. All of them all the time. Everywhere. Uh, so does it ever shut off? No. Okay. Um, Not even when I sleep. Can you control it if you want to? No. Okay. I'm just trying to think of questions no, that people I, might be thinking of. Yeah. The, the closest thing I can say to controlling is asking guides for help. And asking for affirmations, but that's that's neither turning it off nor controlling it. That's getting to the bottom of it and actually digging deeper. Okay, so can you ask the guides to explain to you if it's yours or another person's? Will they answer you? Yeah. Can they tell you what it is versus just the symptom that you're feeling? Uh, yeah, depending on the situation. 
Okay. So like, I know we are, I always say it's so nice not being governed by a body that oversees what we say, except we are by the guides and they can give me the symptoms, tell me what the symptoms are and not necessarily be allowed to tell me what it is if that person in front of me is not supposed to be privy to that information. Okay. Right. Yeah. We're not in the business of diagnosing. And if we're not the person that's supposed to discover something, we're just the one that's supposed to send them to the right person. The guides filter what they want to. Okay. So when you're out for a walk, when you're in the gym, no matter where you are, it can pop up in the middle of a volleyball game, whatever. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Yep. Um, Okay. Do you feel it um, when it's somebody who's an alcoholic or a drug addict? Everything, everywhere, all the time. Yeah. I'm just going to keep asking different kinds of questions so that people get it. Is it just physical pain in the body or is it psychological pain if someone is depressed or has anxiety issues? Fair question. So when we read about mere touch synesthetes, they also get the emotional stuff too. Mm -hmm. Um, So the anxiety, the depression, things like that, that we would categorize as mental, but they are having a physical experience, right? Um, So it is both in what we do as well. What about schizophrenia? Definitely. What about things like OCD? Yep. So if you're picking up someone's OCD, does that mean that you actually could walk around your apartment, pardon me, your home? It's um, that size. No, no. <laughs> uh, your home certainly isn't, but your home or wherever you are yep. and feel like if you're in the middle of, of shopping at the grocery store that you all of a sudden are going to behave weird, not understand your own behavior. Yep. And what about your friends? Do they actually look at that behavior and go, okay, that's not Kelly? Or does your partner kind of go, okay, that doesn't look like you, so mm-hmm. are you okay? Yeah, I'll say, and I, I don't mean this rudely, but I'll say real friends. So, and I think people can, hopefully, can understand the difference that you have friends who you hang out with and you share maybe some fun common interests, but it's not really deep, right? Mm. It's, it's just that shared interest. It's just that one isolated event that you share together. Yeah. Like my volleyball friends would never know any of this, right? Oh, Unless right. they've said to me, I listen to your podcast shows. Yeah. The friends who see me on a regular basis, who have had treatments with me, who see you, who are, you know, spend a lot of time, quality time together. Yes, they would know. And they would be able to say, are you okay? Or what do you need? How fast can some of the pain psychologically, emotionally, and physically take to pass? How long? Mm -hmm. Anywhere from like two and a half seconds to two and three hours. Do you sometimes have some of the discomfort or someone else's stuff for days? Yes. Weeks? Yep. Okay. Especially, I don't know, some people might be like, yeah, but you just said two to three hours. We, we have people who cancel on us for sessions where, um, well, we just broke in the middle of this podcast because you were having chest pains and mm-hmm. that's potentially your six o'clock client coming in. If she cancels because she doesn't feel like she can make it today, mm-hmm. then she reschedules for tomorrow hoping that she feels better, all in good intentions, right? Mm-hmm. Then you've got your chest pain through the night, you've got your chest pain into tomorrow mm-hmm. and potentially a week later if she needs to cancel because she chooses to go to the doctor instead, mm-hmm. right? Like it lasts. Okay. Okay, that's good. So I'm done asking those questions around humans. Um, and I'm going to pause here and say to people that if they're listening, if you're listening to this and you want to send us questions that we haven't thought of to ask each other in this part, then send us an email. 
so that we can do a show and add some of those. We really enjoy doing that. And that's where a lot of this has actually come from, is people stopping and asking us questions. Mm -hmm. We've kind of had people say to us recently that they stop themselves from emailing questions because they feel like we're inundated. That's Mm -hmm. not true. Oh, no, we're not inundated with emails about what we do. Like, we still personally respond to every single message that we get, both voicemail and emails. And that that doesn't fatigue us. It, like... It's free content, and I mean that in the kindest and most grateful way, mm-hmm. right? When you when you send us a question, even if we've covered it in episode four, yeah. it's content. Oh, uh, 100%. So let's move on now to alive animals. So this one I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. So they're all cool. Yeah. But we're saying now that we feel synesthetically... The emotional, physical, mental things or feelings that animals feel. Mm -hmm. So why don't we first of all talk about or just list some of the animal stuff that we've done. Let's just put out the types of animals for people first. Dog. Okay. Horse. Snake. Birds. Uh, Cats. (laughs) Deer. Elephants. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's the anniversary yesterday, too. Oh, that's so true. Now I'm, you're reminding me of when I channeled the elephants. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, that just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm trying to think of what other animals. Have I missed anything? Um, I mean, not if you're considering the journeys. Pardon me. If you're considering the journeys, then yes. But if you're considering just channeling animals for other humans, then I think you've you've done a good job. Okay. So then the next thing I'm going to say, or, or we're going to talk about quickly, is that we see people as clients for their pets. Mm-hmm. So that's how come some of this has come through. Is And actually, we do a lot of horses now. So some of the biggest clientele are horses, cats, mm-hmm. and dogs. Mm-hmm. And then the other animals, I'll say, are more rare, but they still come yeah, around. Don't bring them, and we're not coming to you. That's okay. So that was exactly what I was going to say next is that people do not bring their animals. They can call from, oh, I remember. We don't even let you bring your babies. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I, and you know Well, they don't is, need to. No, this is the cool part of the gift is that it's not yeah. mere touch. It is synesthesia in its truest sense. And so you don't need to be present for us to actually tap into those energies. That's right. And when we say you don't bring your babies, we mean that so that you can fully focus on the session without the child being present. Yeah, you don't, you're not in a role. You don't have to be mom. You don't have to be on. You don't have to be considerate of anyone else other than yourself. Yeah. And you can sit there and take notes and ask questions and be fully absorbed in information getting. And feel. Yes. Yeah. And do your own processing. Oops, sorry. Okay, so um, I want to point out here that with the human component, we work with, well, if I back step back a little bit, in the human component, we work with chiropractors, physiotherapists, doctors, psychiatrists, therapists, teachers, EAs, anybody um, who's interested in a person's care. Mm-hmm. Then when it comes to animals, we work with veterinarians. Owners. The, and the owners mm-hmm. and family members. And people who do rehabilitation as well. Yes. 
So if you're listening to this and you know that already because we've had Carmen on with horses and Karen, Dr. Karen Barnes as a vet and all of these, uh, like a variety of people. Oh, and trainers. Yes. This is really important for people in all these different professions to realize that you and I participate in groups. And this is one of the things we refer to as a group session. So you can have family members that, that talk about what a pet needs. And it can be end-of-life care, it can be an injury, it can be an illness that they're experiencing, and quite often, it can just be that there's a behavior that the family doesn't understand. Mm -hmm. And so we get to say through synesthesia and through using all of the gifts, what exactly what exactly the behavior is or the medical condition and the emotions that go with it. And that applies to humans as well as to living animals. Mm-hmm. Is that good? Yeah. Do you think of anything else in the animal one that I've missed? Well, yeah. I mean, just to like explain it in really um, interesting terms, not just simplistic terms. Oh, yeah. Um, you asked me about um, mirror and cross, right? And, and that's the same with animals as well. And our feet and our hands are their paws. Yeah. They're legs, their hooves, their whatever it is that equates, I'll say. Yeah. Um, and it's I find it sometimes quite humorous when you're doing something like a horse, actually any animal really, and you're talking about a knee, right? Because it's like, it's the equivalent of what I would think a knee would be on an right. animal, but I don't know that they call it that, right? Yeah. And so we, as, as people learn, we don't have those vocabularies. Um, to necessarily connect to the accuracy of the terms, but we can point. Yeah. Right? I've referred to an elbow on an animal before, and it's just like, that's. I know that's not right, but... Yeah. I think this is one of the, the things that I like about working with the veterinarians and the professionals in, in the animal world or the doctors in the physical world for humans is that they're so helpful for us mm-hmm. in being able to say, oh, they're saying you know, this, the right hip or whatever, and they give us the right term. Yep. That we really need them as much as they need the information we're giving them. Yeah, and I've never, with the people that we've worked with, I've never been made to feel stupid oh. for not having a degree that mm-hmm. equates to what they do. Yeah. If I said an elbow, my right elbow or right? Like they, they can go, okay, I know what you mean. And it's called this. Yeah. They accept the information and go forward with it. I'll say oh, yeah. instead of, well, that's not a thing. Yeah. So what do you mean? Right. They, they don't block us. I have found that with the physios that we work with, the chiropractors, uh, Dr. Karen Burns, I, I could go on and on about the physicians that we've talked to mm-hmm. or, or the psychiatrists that say, yes, that's this condition. And it's like, you're describing this. Mm-hmm. This is what's happening in those red blood cells. It's called this disease. And it's like, that's what I'm seeing? Yes. So yeah. that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminded me of when I was down... Uh, in the living room on my hands and knees one day and I got my back legs stuck up in the air. I love telling this story. I do. Because, and I remember Andrew, Andrew um, asking me like what in God's name I was doing and I said, I can't get my, my back paw down, or my, my, my back leg. And I, I knew I was in a dog's body, yeah. but I couldn't get the leg down because there was something locked in the hip. And it wasn't till later that day when I had a client that that came back and it was like, oh, this was this pet. They're asking about a dog. And I went, what? 
Is its back right leg stuck up in the air? It can't rotate it down? Yes, how do you know that? And I'm thinking, oh my God, because if you had seen me earlier in the living (laughs) room, in my tiny room, down on my hands and knees with one leg stuck up in the air, and my son looking at me going, I hate when you do this. (laughs) Like it's often. (laughs) That's the shit that happens. That's the synesthesia. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there, that was just a little example that popped into my mind. So now let's move on. Are you ready to move on? Yeah, I think we have like so many animal stories, um, but this is just about synesthesia as a whole. Yeah. Oh, well, mm-hmm. did you want me to pause for a second? No, it's okay. Okay. So the next thing then to ask you about is with the synesthesia is how does this play out when you're channeling and it's a dead person? So I'm going to ask you some questions because you can, you're answering yeah, these you for, for both question. of us. Can so chocolate? can you have chocolate? For sure you can have chocolate. I keep looking down. Oh, like there might be a better time to get it. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. As I'll, you were. I'll ask a question. So how does this work out then if a person is dead? How do you say that you have synesthesia for a dead person? What does that mean or what does that look like? Okay. I would pair it with psychic, if I had to explain it, or mm-hmm. as I'm trying to. Psychic because it's past, pre- present, and future. So if I go into that past where this person was alive, in that moment that they were experiencing those things, whether it was just a run-of-the-mill day or it was the way that they died, um, I can go back and feel all the physical sensations that they would have had in that moment, the emotional things, the mental things as well. So... Psychic has to be a component in order to go back in time. Okay. But the synesthesia doesn't change. You still feel it in the body the same way. Okay. So can I give an example to help people mm-hmm. with this now? So I just channeled um, a gentleman who passed away, a young man, for his parents. And the feeling I got in my body was of a drug overdose. Well, I've never had a drug overdose in my life. I don't do drugs. But I felt it. In my body, my organs not functioning properly. And at the same time, I felt in my brain a depression and a stickiness of certain thoughts of just thinking life wasn't worth living. Mm -hmm. And with that came some of the other gifts. So I feel it in my brain. I feel it in my body. And so I said these two things to the mother and the father and they confirmed both. Is that a good example? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we could go on with those types of examples yep. of feeling an aneurysm where we get, oh, I get a wicked headache. Mm-hmm. I get a wicked pain in my head. And I can tell if it's left side, right side. Breast cancer, if it's both breasts, left or right. Mm-hmm. Prostate. Like I can go on so that people can go, oh, do you mean you actually feel an organ? Yes. So you and I can say, oh, they had liver cancer, not just they felt yucky. Mm -hmm. No, it's the liver. It's the right side. And we don't categorize everything as our stomach. Just because the sensation's like here, Mm -hmm. we don't say my stomach. There's Mm -hmm. literally, okay, that's got to be, that's got to be. Yeah. With no anatomy training. That's right. And nobody teaching us how organs feel. Or work. Right. And when they're working and when they're not. Yeah. I didn't sit in a physiology class. I didn't sit in a biology class and learn Mm -hmm. about these things. 
Mm-hmm. This is from listening, using all the different senses to listen to guides say that pain that I'm giving you right now mm-hmm. over here is this. Mm-hmm. This is what's shutting down. Mm-hmm. I remember working with the guides for a while to differentiate between the immune system diseases Mm -hmm. so that I could understand the difference between somebody who felt or who was experiencing and living with multiple sclerosis versus lupus versus ALS. Oh, like all of these. And I remember Mm -hmm. sometimes being confused in particular with multiple sclerosis and ALS because I would feel muscles in the body not being able to work, Mm -hmm. the tongue, the throat. And I thought, oh, that's ALS. And I'd hear, no, they have MS. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? What do you mean? Or I'd see or feel congestion in the heart. So like congestive heart failure. And I'm thinking, oh, that's congestive heart failure. Well, yes, it is, but it goes with multiple sclerosis. And it's like, Mm -hmm. what? It's a lot of patience mm-hmm. and humility because we develop our own reference system and then the guides shatter them and give us a different one. Huh. So true. That's well put. Thanks. So now if we step into it with animals, how does that work if I say to you, well, what do you mean you feel what it's like for an animal to die? How do you know? How did you know you could do that? Well, those are two different questions. Okay. How did you know it's the same? Like, I think probably at the very beginning, I probably just went along describing some physical symptoms and then went, oh, oh, this isn't a human. I'm hearing I have a tail, right? So again, it's mixing in different um, aspects of the gifts to figure out, oh, I'm not laying in a human body. I'm laying in an animal's body. Or just flat out saying I've got pain in my right you know, maybe I said my right hand and I've got a pain in my tailbone and my liver shut down. They're like, oh, that's my cat. And you're like, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think it's really fun for people to hear that we stumbled into a lot of it. Oh, yeah. My God, that fridge magnet is not kidding. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, the fridge magnet that you and Andrew, was it you and Andrew yeah. bought me? Says, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm damn good at it. Mm-hmm. And it, it it really is true. Well, it's a whole lot of trust, right? And I think the thing is, is that we're trusting an entity that has absolute integrity. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have to be aware of our own ego mm-hmm. to be able to say, okay, you're in your ego right now. Calm your shit down. Yeah. Um, and we're going to give you the information or, you know, take a lap. <laughs> For <laughs> ourselves. Yeah. Go to a Zumba class and come back. (laughs) And we have to be able to have great humility in it, curiosity, playfulness, and that we really do sometimes have to listen to the professionals around us because they're helping us. But we also have to know when not to listen to them because they're wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that we're better than them. No. It's just simply to say we really do have to listen to the spirit world. Yeah. And that... We do need all of our people around us and all of these animals to help us, but there has to be a balance in being able to check in with all of these different aspects until we figure out that we've got it accurately. Mm -hmm. I've had to wait years for affirmations, especially about medical stuff, where they couldn't find what I was talking about in the beginning. And Mm -hmm. years later, they're like, okay, we found that thing you were talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Cool. Okay. Right, next. We're done. Oh. All right then. That is the show. It was really to invite people in to discuss what it is for us because there isn't a book out there or a classification on Wikipedia mm-hmm. or Google Google that says exactly yeah. what this is. And so we try to use terms so that people can figure it out. But it is still, I would say, unique to us, mm-hmm. just like it's numerical synesthesia is unique to Daniel Tammet. Nobody's reciting pi to 40,000 characters correctly, like, except him. Mm-hmm. So he's the only one that can explain his type of numerical synesthesia, just as we're the only ones that can describe ours. And I think that I've found so far... Um, that yours and mine are very similar. Yep. And I feel, and I want to end the show saying this, I feel super grateful that you're my daughter and that you're not some person on the other side of the world that I have to connect to, that you're right behind me, literally in the office. If, pe- if we turn these cameras around, we're back to back. Mm-hmm. And and I, we have each other's back. And I think that's part of the reason why we've been able to get so far with these gifts is because of that relationship. Yep. Oh my God, on a daily basis, I I feel not crazy because of you. Well, I get it, Kelly, because you, you could go into a work environment or into some other a group of friends or something or a group of strangers and know that somebody has a mental illness or know that somebody is lying. Mm-hmm. And you could be confronting them, or you could be, you or me, whatever, um, could be trying to address it in the healthiest way possible and get completely attacked or completely destroyed over it. Completely fired. Yes. And you have, or quit, and you have to go on, or I have to go on with my life because um, it's not supported. It's not believed. It's It's not truly listened to or valued. As a majority, yet. So far, and I think that's why the show is important for other people that may have these gifts or know somebody who does, that their behavior can change a bit because our behaviors change when we're educated about something. Yeah, hopefully. And we will leave it there with the word hopefully. Okay. All right. Well, if you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at bysarlo.com. So we'll be back tomorrow, not tomorrow, we'll be back on Saturday with a brand new episode of Coffee with the Sarlos. Have a great weekend. 